I don't think anybody, any one of us has like a big ego about ourselves, but I think we have a lot of ego about our band. So like when we're on stage together, we all have some swagger or whatever. Sure. You have to. Because we're proud of ourselves as a group, but it doesn't manifest in like egos at practice or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge, except for right now. There's absolutely nothing. (laughs) Nothing. It's fine. It's a Sunday night. I'm trying to be a good fucking adult for once in my life. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. I just put a lot of personal shit on the table in front of the both of you. I really (laughs) apologize. But for anybody out there that's watching this, that isn't familiar with my guests and who I'm sitting here with today, I'm sitting here with my buddies, Jen and Becky of the band Garter Shake. Make some noise for the internet. Really excited to have you here. Excited to be chatting with you, getting to meet you. Let's just get right into the shit, okay? Right. So for one, you can fucking swear if you want to, so don't hold back. <laughs> fuck yeah! A lot yes. of people have been asking me lately. I'm like, what the fuck do you think this is? <laughs> swear. So, <laughs> garter shake. Yeah. When did it start? And why did it start? Who's responsible? We are responsible together. Nice. Yeah. Teamwork happened- makes the dream work. Yes. It, it really does. Uh-huh. Yeah, 2016. Sure. It was right before the election. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, right, because I wrote a lot of songs about Trump after the election. Yes. So um, we, Becky's in a band called Lo-Fi Delphi also, and at the time I was in a band called The Park Plan, and our bands played shows together, and um, we were kind of becoming friends, and my primary way of connecting with other women is to join a band with them. So I asked Becky to start a band with me and told her that I wanted her to play guitar, even though she's never played guitar before. I never played guitar before. So did you play any string instruments? No. Oh really? Keys. Okay. Okay. So you had at least some not like musical knowledge. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) It's a lot different to be like, okay, well that's one thing. Okay. Just the context helps. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. That's awesome. Yep. And so from there, we um, started with me playing keys very, like from the very beginning. And then Jen was like, you're learning guitar. And so I went out and bought a guitar and an amp. um, And I fell in love with uh, Jazz Master like right away, which was awesome. It was the J Mascus, the white and gold one, which I was super excited about. Um, But then we started writing together and she was kind of teaching me like chords and which is funny because i don't know what the fuck i'm doing (laughs) yes she does (laughs) okay um but yeah it started with just the two of us and then we got steve involved after we played like one show without him right yeah we did a little like premiere with uh with my husband on bass (laughs) and ian from the park and our friend ian on drums Yeah. yeah And then Steve joined. Steve and I have been friends for a really long time. We're neighbors. Oh. And his wife is one of my best friends. And um, we have a lot of the same musical taste. So it was cool to have him come on. And then I had just been wrapping up a band with Maura Jacob, who is our who is our original bassist in the band. Um, she's in Action Camp also. Okay. Um, so, but recently Maura left because she was in grad school and starting a career. And so um, Kat. Heidemann started with us um, about a year ago. It has so, been a year already. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's our, that's our little group. That's the quick background on yeah. the group. The quick yeah. one, yeah. So I'm sure there's some, you know, <laughs> interesting background on you as individuals, which we could probably go into a big wormhole, I imagine, with all of those things. Sure. Long as But wormhole. something that's a little bit more interesting <laughs> would be just making friends as adults and how unnecessarily complicated it can be but it seems like there's like this really cool tight-knit community at least with your sort of bubble that you're in with like everybody that like you've that has been in this project or you know might be in the project in the future or people that you play in bands with it's just all of these like hey we're just friends and let's do this thing and like you're classically trained and you've never picked up a guitar do it just like still like have (laughs) like still being able to have this like you know, adolescent energy 
and just keep doing stuff regardless of, you know, being responsible adults. I imagine, I don't know the two of you personally, but you seem like you're like maybe well put together. What's your personal (laughs) lives like? Do you feel like responsible adults? Um, Yeah, I mean, we both own houses. We have dogs. Well, Yeah, you have like families and and stuff, right? Spouses. I mean, somewhat put together. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than well. more than a I, lot. <laughs> I had a career until about three months ago, and I oh. I, I left it. Oh, okay. So um, I was I'm a little less put together now than I used to be. <laughs> okay, but she's way more motivated and does awesome things like on the daily. So no, I think that's really yeah. important. I think that it's really easy to get caught in this whole like, oh well, I'm growing up, so I don't have time to do this silly music thing Mm -hmm. anymore and it's like what the fuck are you talking about like for one if you want to do something fucking do it do it and two you know a lot of people throw off this whole like well i just don't have the time to do it like it's like i don't know if you want to do something you'll put the time into it and also like it really doesn't take that much effort to hang out with your friends and write a few songs and play some shows we just wrote a song like before we came here (laughs) yep so But um, I only started playing music four or five years ago. Like I had never really played an instrument um, at all. Mm-mm. Okay. And um, and so now I am intrigued by your background okay. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, so I had um, I had like started playing guitar just on my own with a couple of friends years and years ago, and just I have these tiny little hands, and I was playing this big wampin acoustic guitar, and I was just like, I can't do this, like whatever. So I set it aside. And, um, and then when I met the guy who is now my husband, he's got like a shit ton of instruments and I picked up an electric guitar for the first time. And I was like, Oh, I can play this. So, um, started playing a little bit and then I got a bass and joined my husband and I started a band and then I joined this really cool surf rock band. And that's kind of how I learn how to play. And then from there decided I wanted to like play guitar in an all girl band and, and that, be a badass lead guitarist <laughs> in, in her bands. So, um, so yeah. So then I've like done a couple different projects, um, playing guitar and what just, was, what was your relationship with music prior to picking up an instrument? I mean, I just loved music. Gotcha. Um, grew up on punk rock and Sonic Youth and yeah, than Ani DeFranco in college. <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, so much of picking up an instrument is just having that that knowledge and that passion for understanding how, like, the music works, especially if, like, you're going to be playing the kind of music that, like, you understand the most just from listening to it. Yeah. So I imagine once you start figuring out how to do some different chords and things, like, you start getting reminded of songs that you've already heard before in the yeah. past. It's like, oh, shit, like, I understand how this works now yeah. just because I'm a fan of this music. It's also, like... I kind of feel like sometimes it works to my advantage that I don't know what I'm doing because I'll come up with things that somebody else wouldn't. You know, I come up with things that are unique because they're just weird. (laughs) That's our drummer's favorite word is when like we'll bring something to the to the band that we've played and we've like just sat down on over 30 minutes and put together and there's something just like off about it. Steve's always just like, that's weird. (laughs) And he's like, but I like it. But that's weird. Uh-huh. Like we've heard that like how many times? A million times. When we first started the band, I had written a song or two where I just like I I sat down with a drum machine and did the drum beat just so that I could like write the other parts yeah. on top of it. And then we took it to Steve and he was just like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> but he rolled with it and you know He did tolerated us. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think the I think back on times when I will revisit music that I did in like high school and before uh, just like really trying to my first days of figuring out how to like make beats and do things. And it's some of the stuff is so weird (laughs) and so outside the box and like recorded in these really weird ways that is technically not correct, Uh but it sounds so fucking cool and I could never replicate it. And the only reason I was able to do it was that like, ignorance right. of just yeah. not being bogged down by like proper technique. Totally. Or, yep. Yeah. It, it, and I'm really curious now, uh, given, you know, just your, you know, we'll just say it, like not in a bad way, but like, you know, you've only been playing music now for a few years right. versus Becky, who you mentioned that you're classically trained and you've been playing uh, several instruments, right? 
So this yeah. is like a, a pretty cool yin and yang it really of, of a partnership here in this yeah. project. Yeah, for me, like I had never written songs with anyone, really. I've always just written my own or I've written a part and then somebody else will like help me finish it. Um, or I'll the opposite, someone will have two parts and uh, Lo-Fi calls me the bridge master because I'll put things together. <laughs> um, but with Garter's Take, we have written most of the songs together from the start. There have been very few songs where we didn't both work on it. And so there is this really cool thing of like, Jen will come with this part and then I'll put the chorus to it. Or she, Jen will have a yeah, cool chorus. I'm, the, I'm always the verse and she's yeah. always the chorus because I can't, like, she's really good about chord progressions that work together. And that's just like not what I think <laughs> sure. about. So um, it works really well. And we write really fast. Um, yeah. Like just today, we were just screwing around and, uh, you know, we just sort of have this... Um, okay, we'll play a thing and then one of us will just start going with the next thing and then the other will follow. It's just really natural and easy and we don't like belabor it. I think, so. I think there's something insanely mature about knowing your strengths and your weaknesses yeah. <laughs> and just being able to admit it and being able to, you know, collaborate. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's so funny. Like I think about, uh, I mean, essentially with what you're doing for lack of any better term, it's, it's rock music, it's rock and roll, right? Yep. But you can subgenre it to death, but it's rock and right. roll. Oh, yeah. And the one thing that like always kills rock and roll, but also it can't survive without it is ego. <laughs> and like, you have to be able to like drop that ego and like part team up to write songs, yeah. but yep. also like on stage, like if you don't have that ego, it's like, it's worth, it almost feels like worthless. You have to have that, like not ego in a bad way, but like that, like confidence that yeah. like, yeah, like. I'm really into what I'm fucking doing and I'm, I like these fucking songs and we're having fun or yeah. we need business depending on like, there's a, there's a sliding scale between yeah. like, you know, being like, like rock and roll. Hell yeah. Or just like, Hey, we're having fun or somewhere in between. Right. But it, ego is like such an important part of that. I feel like the, the ego dynamic in our band is really cool because I don't think anybody any one of us has like a big ego about ourselves, but I think we have a lot of ego about our band. So like yeah. when we're on stage together, we all have some swagger or whatever. Sure, you have to. Because we're proud of ourselves as a group, but it doesn't manifest in like egos practice. at practice or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. You know? We're all pretty collaborative and can, I think it's really easy in the band for one of us to just say like, I don't like that. Yep. You know, let's cut that and we're all fine, you know? So like the personal egos don't really come into it as much for us. And that's what, what I really like about the band. Um, Steve, our drummer, I mean, you've seen his other band, Rebreather. He plays really hard. He's like, uh, animal up well, there have to playing with yeah. those psychopaths <laughs> with those giant cabinets yeah. yeah i mean we we played our band and rebreather played an outdoor festival <laughs> together and i was wearing earplugs outside and still my ears were hurting oh yeah but um but it's so interesting because steve plays like that in rebreather but with us he he knows that's not the role of the drums in our band and he holds it back, you and know? And sometimes we have to be like, no, go for it, it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's, like, like, he's sure? like trying to tame the savage beast. Yeah. <laughs> but That's he, exactly I think it. he feels like his job is to like help us shine with our, like the strings and the vocals. And, um, so it's just like, that's a really good example of not, not having your ego, yep. your personal ego be part of it. Yeah. I think I, it's like, I don't know what it is, but I just think that it's just something that comes with like, time and age and i think a lot of it not even so much has to do with age but just like where you are personally in your life outside of the band yeah. and just like i don't know at any time like i'm dealing with somebody in the music world that's having some weird ego thing or some weird pissy problem that never happens. it's like <laughs> it's like it must be nice that this is all you have to worry about yeah. right now <laughs> like i'm just I'm just, you know, I'm trying to think about a thousand things that have nothing to do with this show right now. I'm just here to fucking play and forget about the world right, for, yeah, yeah. you know, 10 yeah, minutes. Because yeah. it's just like, I don't know. It's like the only reason I'm still doing this at this point is because I love doing it. And I love being around my friends. And, you know, all my friends are in bands and are playing a band with them. And it's just like a good productive excuse for us to still hang out because mm -hmm, yeah. if it wasn't for the bands like i don't know what the fuck we would be doing right yeah. <laughs> you know like we're not gonna there's no other reason for us to just like 
go to the bar and hang out. I don't even <laughs> want to be at the bar if I'm right. not playing a show. Yeah, true. I was just talking about this earlier. Like last weekend was the first weekend in a while um, where, well, we've had, I've had a couple recently where there's been weekends and there's no shows. And it's like, what do I do? <laughs> I feel like obligated to do something. And I'm like, oh, wait, I could just do nothing. Right. I can actually enjoy this fucking house that I live in. <laughs> that I spend all this money on that I don't get to fucking actually be in. Yep. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. It's a good feeling. We were going really hard with shows all through the, I guess, the spring and summer. Yeah. And we we're, things are a little quiet for us now. And I, I have to say, I'm not, I'm not sorry about it. Like, it's nice to have a little... I mean, oh, we, yeah. break we were sometimes. pretty much going from when we released the EP last year until August. Yeah. I mean, we, we were, went really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a show or two a month and just go. Plus, we're both in it. other bands yeah. that play yeah. out a lot too. So we're both tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny. It's sometimes it could feel like you're not doing a lot, especially when you're juggling so much. But if you actually take a step outside, or anytime somebody ever like, so like, what have you been up to? Like, I hate answering that question <laughs> yep. because because most people know that I'm doing a lot. So if you ask me what I'm up to and I say nothing much, it makes it sound like I don't want to talk to you right? because it's obvious. But if I actually tell you, if I give you a real answer, <laughs> it's just going to be like, shut right? up. <laughs> totally. Because like, like, I don't know when to, like, it's like, I don't understand. So it's just like, you know. Same old, same old. And I just feel like a fucking idiot every time that comes out of my mouth. Yeah, I never have a good answer for that either. It's like, well, how much? What do you? What do you really want to know? You're really just asking me that as like a. It's a, it's just like a weird default yeah. human thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, it's like I can't. I need to like. I need something like really silly that has nothing to do with music that I can always comment on. Like, you're like, what are you up to? Be like, oh, you know. My dog pissed in the living room again, but he's a cute little boy. <laughs> and then we can just talk about animals and we don't have to talk about right. music. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. always, a, it's like, it's so funny. Uh, it's just I, with the social circle that I'm in and imagine the two of you as well, you just don't escape it. It's like always talking about mm -hmm. yeah. shows and music. Just before this, a buddy of mine was having like a little going away party and I ran into somebody I hadn't seen in a while. And like, I'm just fighting it. I'm like, so what have you been up to? And it's like, oh, you know, nothing. Okay, cool. Uh, so this Spanish artichoke dip's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> and then it's like, so what music are you working on? Like, I just like, I couldn't, ah, yeah. but that's, we can't just like, let it, let it go. Yeah. It, it, but also like, can't let it go when you're around your friends who aren't in bands, oh. who really don't find any of this interesting at all. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's what I try to work on is like, not. Yeah. I, I always... <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend Stacy is really, really awesome about like always coming to shows and being super supportive. But like anytime, especially if it's like a third wheel sort of situation where if like we run into people all the time and it's like I always feel so bad because it's just like <laughs> it's not that. But at this point, <laughs> I think that like she's she's pretty good at tuning it out, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's it's just a. Uh, uh, it's a funny thing to complain about. Again, it's just like <laughs> if that's like the biggest thing that I could complain about right now, things must You're be pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. I really I really can't <laughs> complain too much. So speaking of complaining, how do, yeah, we, do you, do you, I mean, if, if we no, want to no, go, no, we can, no. we, the gloves can, can come off. But uh, I'm just curious now. Garter Shake has been a band since 2016, you said. Mm -hmm. So, you know, three, four years. How has, you know, the local and tri-state area treated you in those three, four years? Feel pretty good? Yeah. Um, yeah. We last year really made an effort to try to play in a lot of different scenarios, like with, to different crowds, um, because I think it can be really easy when you have a lot of friends who are also in bands to play shows with your friends. Oh, sure. And, you get in the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fun. And like, so you want to, you want to so hang out works. with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and we still do that, but we also felt like, you know, we sing about, we, we write a lot of songs about, you know, I don't know, not political songs, but. No, just feeling like, um, outcast or like trying to fit in or like. We sing a lot about misogyny. Yeah. And, um, uh, anyway, we felt like we wanted to get those messages to people who maybe wouldn't choose to 
hear them necessarily. Okay. All right. um, We have a song about mansplaining and um, we uh, got to go on to DVE and that was the song that we chose to play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we tried to do, you know, in addition to like the normal venues, we've also tried, like we did Three Rivers Arts Fest this year and um, uh, we try to play a lot more out of town. So we've been trying to mix it up and just play with a lot of different types of bands. Um, And it's just been really fun. We've, I feel like we've made a lot of, new friends and yeah, we've definitely met a lot of people in 2019 just yeah. from all the different shows that we played um through the year and we got to play what millville millville days or millville fest what was millville days i almost died of heat stroke there's millville days and there's millville music fest so we played millville music fest but we also played the thing in millville September. days That's yeah yeah that was millville days yeah we got to play while the wrestling ring was still set up like we started yeah. while they were still so you could like see them yeah, wrestling, we could, down, we could the, see them wrestling. down the way that was pretty fun we like set up our stuff and i like ran down to watch like the first few matches while it was still going on and then we had to go back and start playing while they were still wrestling <laughs> we played a show a little like uh, maybe like a half hour outside of chicago once i forget what the name of the town was but it was a place where they had a wrestling ring like in the venue. Oh, wow. And they had people wrestling in between the bands. <laughs> and this was with Greywalker. So it was like all metal bands. And it wasn't like just wrestling. It was like hardcore extreme wrestling. Oh. And oh. there was there was uh, oh somebody getting uh, hit with a, a chair covered in barbed wire on the floor oh right, right in front of our merch table. <laughs> was it splattered in blood? There was some blood. Yeah, wow. so it, it wasn't like obnoxiously gross, but it was it was just like so silly because like you could tell that like as weird as it is that they were having a blast because like everybody there was like, "What is happening?" And you could tell like <laughs> they just that's like that's what they're going for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they probably do this shit all the time. They don't give a fuck about it getting hit with barbed wire. Mm-hmm. They're or getting their blood on your merch. <laughs> no, no, no blood got on the merch. Oh, it was just by it was by the, it was just in front of the table. Oh, oh all gosh. things considered they were very respectful about not going anywhere. It seemed like it was still very planned out. But yeah. it's a that's definitely one of those I'm never gonna forget that this happened yeah. moments. That's totally. Awesome. <laughs> it's just it's fun the 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 things that exist in the world. <laughs> yes. Uh you know, we don't have anything quite that insane here in Pittsburgh, but there's certainly a lot of really cool things that are yeah. going on and there's no shortage of fun places to play or cool opportunities if you're actually willing to uh be a nice person and take advantage of those opportunities. Totally. Not be a grump butt. Grump butt. Or- a grump butt. <laughs> We're not grump butts. Sometimes maybe we are a little. Well, I mean, you're only human. Right. (laughs) What's supposed to happen? And to be fair, there are some things worth being grumpy about. That's true. Yeah. You know, mansplaining, for instance. Yep. Definitely. What else? So, um, while we're talking about that, so, like, do you actually know how to play guitar? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, actually. Did you know? No, I can't even. What's that pedal over there? I do. I mean, you do definitely get is that. The, like, I, I hope, is that something that you honestly have to deal with at shows? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like it's like other music people. Yeah. You know, sure. but there's. Or like, oh, they're pretty good for girls. Like oh, that kind of shit. Definitely had that. Yeah, that sucks. Um, you know, and every now and then, like, it's normally like a, you know, white. Dude, no offense. You know, coming up like let me let me tell you about. Well, I remember one time we played in Beaver County. Oh gosh, yeah. All right, you're off to a good start. (laughs) And we we used to play. um, I want to be your dog. This song. And um, some guy came out to me and was just like telling me all about seeing that song live and comparing my guitar play. It was just like, okay, man. It was like asking me about all my pedals and. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. Didn't Adam have to like come in? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Adam had to like come in and and, like shoo that guy away. Yeah. It was pretty funny. It's, there's, it's, it's such a fine line between like somebody like, being like just like 
harmless and curious and then just being like weird yeah, and overbearing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I play, I, my other band is sort of a surf rock slash riot girl mashup kind of a sound. And, um, I play a lot of surfy riffs in that band and we played a show. <laughs> I play a strat primarily and, um, we played a show and I was packing up my stuff and this guy came up to me and he's like, uh, do you ever hear of a jazz master? Because that's what most surf rock players play. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I have wow. one. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for schooling me on, on, on the jazz master. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay. I don't know. So, yeah. Yeah. You ever hear of a cliff? That's what most assholes can jump off of. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that in your that's good. I'll use that. Yeah, fucking. Um, it, it's. I don't know. I guess it, it's. It's. I don't know. I, it's. It's hard to empathize with people like that. But it's just funny how like sheltered some people are. Yeah. And, like don't like. It's like I don't think twice about like being around like you know people of different genders or people of different color when I'm at shows because it's like I grew up listening to so much weird fucking music anyways. Right. It was like it was always it's always been like a part of my creative and artistic background to like like it's always been a, like a, a crazy mix. Yeah. But I guess there are a lot of people, you know, maybe in places like Beaver County, no, no hate. <laughs> but you know what I mean like it, it it's I don't know. I guess just areas like that, people just don't see those things and they just don't know how to fucking talk to people. And I think like too though, I mean, that Beaver County show, there were a lot of really cool people there who were like into what we did and really nice and really respectful. So I think it's easy to focus on the one or two, you know, people who stand out as being whatever assholes. I mean yeah I mean all but, the, but that's that's actually like, the exception not the rule you know like most all, people are cool yeah sure sure and if somebody's not cool it's just like well that's an unfortunate side effect of human life yeah you can't have the good without the bad always takes unfortunately. one unfortunately yeah. <laughs> it's just like hey just stop coming to shows right or something yeah. I don't know like, yes. but but also there's always an opportunity to uh to shame and educate you can always just be like hey maybe i play this guitar because i like it you fuck (laughs) now what yeah and about that cliff (laughs) yeah and about that fucking cliff aside from any awkward interactions with an awkward human being is there anything else maybe a little bit more nuanced about playing in pittsburgh that you feel could be a little bit better i'm always curious to get Bands takes on things, you know, whether it's something with venues or promoters or neighborhoods, like anything. I'm just curious, like, what are some things that you think, you know, just don't quite tickle your fancy? I think a lot of times when we're booking shows, we're trying to trying to throw shows that are um, inclusive of our friends and of new people. So we're trying to, like, bring people together in a way that maybe, like, hasn't happened before. But it's always difficult to find a venue that's not booked out like six months in advance. Sure. That wants like a really hefty room fee for like throwing a show. And it's like then you feel really obligated to like bring a ton of people. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Yeah. I feel like the venue situation is still an issue um, to where we're still like we know that we can book at Howlers because like we can throw a show there and bring enough people that like everyone makes a little money, the venue's happy and we're good. But like when we go into like other situations, sometimes we're like, Oh, I don't know if we can pull this off. Yeah. And it, then if we don't, it's like that venue's never going to want us back. And sure. It's, like, it, it's crazy. The amount of work that you have to put in just to put together a simple show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're, me and some friends of mine are trying to throw a show together just to play. It's not like a, a big party. It's nobody's album release. It's nobody's birthday. There's just like, we just want to play a show together. And like, you know, we start talking about it in November for like April. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it was like, yep. why do we have to plan half a year right. in advance? So we could drive 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> to play loud music for like 30 of our friends. But right. that's just like, the way it has to be. And I don't know. It's just kind of weird too. 
to like think about like booking out that far in advance when it's like it's almost like the same amount of time that you need to like book for stuff out of town. Sometimes it's even right. quicker to get stuff out of town right. than totally. in Pittsburgh. Like we were, we were talking about Youngstown before. In like, January. Yeah, yeah. You could just fucking like, yo, Nate, need a show. He'll be like, I'll get you on something. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. I think that that's really well there too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They, and they really do yeah. the bands well. I think that another thing with pro- some promoters in Pittsburgh is just like, a lack of willingness to stick their neck out for people they don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, I get, I can totally get that. But then like you see situations like the West side bowl and it's like, there's no fucking reason why a place like this wouldn't work in Pittsburgh aside from ego and greed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah. I mean the, the venue thing, you know, when BBT closed and the pub that, I think that really put a squeeze on, you know, the venues that are accessible. So like we end up playing a lot of howlers because they don't take a ton of your door sure. and the sound is good and they're nice to you. And Joe is always great to work with. And, um, but now it's getting to the point where you can't even like, you can't even get a show at howlers you sure. know, without booking six months out. So that's really hard. And then some of the other venues just, some of the deals that you get with like, oh, we won't pay you a cover, but you'll get a cut of the bar. And then maybe if it's not a great turnout, you get nothing. And, you know, it's just, it can be really, um, you know, it's really frustrating to have, especially when you're trying to host a touring band on a weeknight. Oh, it's almost impossible for that situation. (sighs) Then you run into situations where the venues don't even promote the show. They, They expect you to do everything. And it's like, well, this is your venue also <laughs> so there should at least be like flyers up at your venue or you posting about the show mm-hmm. even it, day of to let people know something's going on and sometimes that doesn't even happen it's almost like a lot of these venues um i'm not gonna throw out any names not that any of those people were listening but i'm just <laughs> trying to be positive because if you, if you feel like this relates to you and you happen to be listening maybe i don't know take some notes i just feel like there's a lot of venues that are, it almost sometimes feels like they're embarrassed to be hosting some of the shows that they're hosting. And that's why they don't do them. You know, s- certain particular cool venues, uh, you'll, they'll, they'll do something, they'll let you throw the show there, but they're not gonna book it. But then, like, there's like some cool trick, like, like <laughs> another, another show. Like, I, okay, how can I? <laughs> there are, Obvious times when a venue will go out of their way to help push a show a little extra and then they'll ignore another show. And it's not – they're not promoting either show. It's just like, oh, this show aligns more with what we want to be represented as as a brand and publicly known for. So we'll push this over other events. You know, this is like a little like off weeknight thing that like, you know – it's happening here, but we don't want people to know about it. Yeah. Like it's not on our. It, it's like it's here, but it's not on the website for some reason. <laughs> like weird shit like that that I've had to deal with with some places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just don't do anything there. Because yeah. the other thing too is like while there are some complications with some venues, there's definitely not necessarily a shortage. So if somebody wants to be a turd, it's not hard to put right. my take my business elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's certain venues that we don't even consider, you know, when we're trying to book a show. Well, the other thing too is like things are really genre based too. Not necessarily like to be like intentionally segregated. There's just like certain demographics of people that go to certain places. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, and like I don't know. Like I I I wouldn't imagine Garter Shake doing like incredibly well at the Smiling Moose. Nothing against that space or against your band. It's just like that's more of like a like a heavy metal indie rock crowd you know yeah. like it's not like it's not like i can't imagine like people that are your fans and friends want to go to east carson street and go to the smiling moose well, to see you play i think it's hard to get people to go to the south side in, in general. general i mean i i don't think garter shake has ever played the moose we haven't or club cafe nope i okay. can see you in club cafe yeah uh we've just never been there you know what's reason. funny i feel like so many people have stopped going to Southside. Have you been down there recently? It's a ghost town down there. I mean, yeah. I will say my other band played the Moose a few times more recently. 
And like being on the South side on a Saturday night, I mean, I was loading out at, you know, two in the morning or whatever. And some dude was walking down the street and just whipped his penis out and started peeing into Carson street. And it's just like, I don't really want to be around that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think of when I think of the South side. This is the first like, time uh, in the history of the podcast that I wanted the womp, womp, womp sound effect. I don't. I just have I just have Bill and Ted sound effects and <laughs> that. There's some other ones too, but those those are the heavy hitters. Yeah, I really like playing the moose. So the sound is good. Oh yeah, and yeah. they help you carry your gear up the stairs. They're really nice. That's nice. Yeah, no, that's it's a cool spot. Yeah. I like playing there a lot, and it's always been. But I've always played in like. They've always been really good about facilitating hip hop shows oh, and cool. heavy metal shows, which that's kind of like my more the realm that right. I exist in. So I, I I like the moose. I think it's a cool it's yeah. a cool spot. But it's hard to get people to go anywhere outside of you know the Bloomfield Lawrenceville corridor. Yeah, maybe for <laughs> you, it's hard for us to get people to go to that area. Oh, really? Oh, that's with so gray with Gray Walker. Yeah. Not so much like because there's a lot of people that are like. Um, that, you know, a lot of mutual friends that we have and bands that we've played with. Because we actually play with those bands. Right. And we are, you know, we've played at uh, Brillo Box and we've played at Howlers, obviously, and Roboto, um, Spirit, all, you know, everywhere on that that side of town. Mm-hmm. So we we do have people over there. But anytime Grey Walker seems to play on that side of town, it just doesn't, doesn't quite click. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know. It's just a thing. Yeah. It's just how some people are. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I, I think that, like, you know, like, if we were to, like, we get asked, the only venue that we've been asked to play, like, uh, more times, like, than anything else is Goose Keys, and we've never done it. It's just, like, I feel like it's, like, I'm not a huge fan of that room to begin with for playing in it. And it's just, like, it's not our, our thing. Because I think that there's a big thing with rock music in particular where it's like the stage and the area that you're in, like the environment you're in carries a lot of the band. Uh Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, we're this big, loud, heavy metal band, but it's like, I kind of want a working PA. Or not standing to the left or right of the drummer because you can't stand in front of them. Yeah. Like all (laughs) like those little, like, like not, not to be like a, a diva or anything, but just like those nuances of things. It's just like, no, like I want to kind of play on like an actual, stage or at least a place with a working PA with this band just because yeah. it, it's just it's it makes sense yeah uh-huh. because otherwise it's just like I don't want to it's like the whole like room full of noise like whatever don't give a shit sort of thing that was fun when like all my friends were 20 and nobody gave a shit but now I'm like dragging a bunch of 30 and 40 somethings out of their house I want to make sure they can actually like enjoy themselves <laughs> and not be in this wall of fucking chaos but I think it depends on your sound because I, I again think, it's a genre yeah. thing though like that's just for me that's just for yeah. us because I like, feel like I mean I don't think we sounded our best the one time we played Goose Keys. that was early that was early that was career. probably within our first six months of playing yeah. I think but I've heard I mean, I've seen incredible shows there. Sure. So I think it, it, you're right. It's really dependent on like, it, is it important for your vocals to really get through or is it the performance more of a thing? Yeah. It's yeah. so, it's so, it's so, it's so tricky to explain it. And it's something that most people don't quite get unless you are a performer. Mm-hmm. And like, there's always people who are hitting us up to play. And it's like, we never really have a good reason to say that we can't play. Other than it's just like, well, it's just not a good space for us. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, they don't have stage monitors. And then, then that's sat, and then now all of a sudden we sound like we're like all hoity toity. <laughs> and and we're, like, we're like all green M&M. We're not really. It's just like we play like death metal. And if our guitar players can't hear each other, we're going to, we're in a bit of a pickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And then there's some places that have really great sound that are not great. To work with. Sure. Not that I'm going to name any names. Sure. No. <laughs> no, no. I, I, 100%. There, yeah. there, it's, it's, I've been down that road too. Yeah. So it's only, it's a matter of giving those places a chance. And I always try to like know who's running sound at places. And if I've never, if, especially if it's local, if it's I get asked to play somewhere, I always try to go to a show there before the show so I can actually check out the space and see what it's like and I've recently, just get a feel for it. I played in a band 
this one of the first bands I played in a surf rock band and our lead guitar player, when we were sound checking, he would get down off the stage and like stand in front yeah. of where the audience would be. And he'd be playing his guitar, but he'd be directing us because he didn't trust the sound person to, cause the sound person doesn't know your band or what should be. Mm-hmm. And so I've started doing that and it's helped a lot. Um, totally. Yeah. It's because great. you, sh- I just feel like I don't, and it's nothing against any of the sound people we've ever worked with, but like they don't know my band or what we think should be out front. Like, and they don't really care either. A lot of them don't. <laughs> well, even if they do, they just don't know. Yeah. What what we're trying to achieve, you know, like we're not trying to have her vocals so far out front, you know. Yeah. Uh, but how would they know that, you know? So yeah. I, I feel like just try. Being, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with taking charge of our own sound and, and, you know, of course I respect the sound technician that's working with us, but I feel like I need to hear for myself and direct it. No, it's super important. Mm -hmm. If, if I don't feel comfortable on stage because of the sound, it affects my performance, which is going to affect the way people are perceiving the performance Uh and it just becomes this domino effect of awkward. Yeah. Honestly, I've gotten used to not hearing myself for so long that I can play without hearing any of my shit. Like I can, I can play without hearing my vocals. I'm fine. I can play without hearing anything. Just wall of sound. It's fine. But it took me a long time to get there. And I don't necessarily, I don't think that's a good thing, but (laughs) it is what it is. And like most of the time, like if we're sound checking for too long and like things just aren't going right, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, let's just go. Like we'll figure it out later. But like right now I'm starting to get pissed and I just want to play. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, I've been really good about determining very quickly how things are going to go based off of like a a few simple things when we're doing sound checks. And it's usually like, you know, just basic questions with the sound tech and maybe it it doesn't always have to do with their technical ability. It could be limitations of the space and the gear. A lot of the time sound techs don't own the gear and the space. They're just, you know, they're getting paid 50 bucks to be there for the night and you know, they don't, it's not their shit. They might not, they barely know how to work it. And it's just like I can usually get a feel of like this person's actually going to want to work with us or if it's just like a what do you need? Yeah. And, it, and in those situations, it's just like, oh, it's going to be one of those. Uh-huh. Let's not even put our energy into it. We're just going to have to suck it up and play. Yeah. Yep. We um, just played a show in Cleveland and um, we, had, <sighs> we had a horrible sound check and um, <sighs> the mics were feeding back and – with the sound tech check, the sound tech just kind of like looked at us. We're like, are you going to We weren't even sure if he that? was doing like, anything. And he's just like sitting there, like not communicating, not. And I, I kept going like, that's, I don't think that's our gear. Like, I think that's. And we were shutting everything off and it was still feeding back. And he was like, I think it's you guys. And we're like, it's not. It's your mics. But so eventually it was just like, okay, yeah, let's yeah. just roll with it. Cause yeah. this is taking. It took forever. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Anytime I have, you just have to go huge feedback issues. I just tell them just like call kill all the monitors Yeah, or I'll reach down and pull the plug out myself. Yeah. Yeah. That was not, it fun. sucks. It's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit aggro to do that. But like, <laughs> if this thing's feeding back and you're not going to listen to me, I'll just, I'm not breaking your, I'm just going to unplug it. Right. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> The power's Since in Becky your hands. just said she doesn't need a monitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I certainly don't need a monitor. I just sort of do atonal, talk, screamy stuff. I can't sing at all. So I don't need to hear that. that Nobody some, wants to hear is that. Is it something that you're, you're interested in possibly pursuing in, in the future? <laughs> talk, mm. screamy? Or, uh, you know, like working on, like, if you want to get into actually being oh, good, singing. singing. Um, I've, I've sometimes thought about taking voice lessons. But I also like, you know, I have a lot to do (laughs) and I'm in a band with like two other people who can sing really well. Sure. So like they don't need me to be able to sing. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But even just for your own personal. Oh, well, um, you know, maybe, maybe like, Slay at a, a random karaoke sometimes. Oh I, I would never karaoke. I'm, I could never see you karaoke. No, I'm too self conscious about my voice. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 
But I like to scream and do like our drummer calls my style chatty bratty. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I add. That's fun. Yeah, I like it. So we're talking a lot now about the Bloomfield area, you know, that the Howlers area, your Lawrenceville shady side. That's where Garter Shake is thriving. Maybe. I mean, not, not exclusively, but you play a lot of shows in that area. Yeah. And the point that I'm getting at is, let's say y'all are done playing a show. Is there a spot where Garter Shake likes to go, maybe hang out, get some food, get a drink? Do you got a, is there a, is there a Garter Shake eat? We go the fuck home. Yeah, we go home. We, we, we are we, old. We, we enjoy normally, sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um, each individually will stop at Wendy's and get like I like or to, sheets. I like to get some nugs. Okay, yep. I like cheese bites. So not sheets. collectively, but no. you have your own separate paths. We're, we're yeah, like yeah, we want to go home and go to bed. You know, I I want you to know that that answer is so common. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Well, I, you're like around people all night. I I mean, I find it heartbreaking. <laughs> But that's okay because you know what? We don't fucking go anywhere either. <laughs> I just have this romanticized idea of us, you know, like us all going hang, to Ritters. All yeah, uh, yeah, going to Ritters yeah. or something like that, and fucking you know. Well, but I just don't have the energy for it yeah. anymore. I like get done playing a set, and I'm just like sore, and I'm all like, <sighs> well, on the nights when I'm not playing a show, I'm getting, I'm in my pajamas at like nine o'clock. Like what about practice nights? What, what's the practice situation like well, for y'all? Our practice is challenging because our bassist just moved to Cleveland. Oh. So we're kind of now this bi-state band. So we're trying to play as many shows in Ohio as we do in, in Pittsburgh. Well, that's fun. Yeah. So is we, your bass player in any other projects? Not right no. now, but she used to be in, she played in motorcycles for okay. a while. And then, um, Oh gosh, I'm totally blind. Blindsider. Blind so um, did she move to Cleveland for work? Or yeah, something? cool. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband. Cool. <clears throat> so, um, so we just played a show like two blocks from her house in Cleveland a few weeks ago. Does her husband do music stuff? No. no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, he it seems like everybody in your social yeah. circle yeah. does music stuff. Yeah. Somehow. Steve's wife doesn't. Yeah, that's true. Steve's wife. Okay. Does not. Um, but yeah, practice like we used to. Monday night was practice every night. Monday night. Yeah. And we're pretty like, we have to be wrapped up by nine. I've got neighbors on the one side of me. Uh, works early. House practice. Yeah. It's in my basement. Yeah. Um, what neighborhood are you in? Bellevue. Oh yeah. Ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I used to, one of my bands used to practice at my house. I live in Dormont. Also ballsy. And ever, it was fine. Except we have one neighbor who, um, I guess would go out, when we were practicing, we'll go out in her backyard and scream at our house. And so the neighbors across the alley told me about it. And they were like, you know, we couldn't hear your band, but we could hear her screaming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a champion. Yeah. That so, rules. You know, and it wasn't like we were playing at 10 o'clock at night. It was like four o'clock on a Saturday. Sure. But anyway, um, we used to be really, you know, every Monday we would have practice and it would be, you know, six to nine and, um, we're pretty disciplined mm-hmm. and now it's just sort of catch as catch can. So like Becky and I have been getting together and writing and then we'll send it out. And then, you know, like we just, the last practice we had sent out a little snippet and then Dia's like recorded on a phone. Yeah. Or a little, yeah. Okay, cool. And then, um, we all came together and just basically wrote the whole song during the practice. Awesome. So that's, we're trying now to like have something ready for the next time that we have practice. So that way we can be as productive in the small amount of time that we get together. Exactly (laughs) how Gray Walker operates. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The, the guitar guys will um, just record little demos on the computer Mm -hmm. and then put it in our little group drop box and drummer will listen to it, get some ideas and, on random off nights, they'll get together with the bass player, show him the stuff, and then we'll get together once a week, hopefully, with us and that all that knowledge that we obtained and then try to at least have like a little bit of knowledge of what's going yeah. on instead of just like sitting around showing people guitar parts. So yeah. it's like while we can't all five of us get together multiple times a week, there are times where like, oh, the guitar guys can get together twice this week and then, right. you know just utilizing it because everybody has so much other stuff going on. This 
isn't a, uh, a number one priority for anybody. Right. And I don't, yep. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. It's just, it's, uh, we've got to pay our bills. And, sure. You know, sure. You got sorts of other yeah, things. Work and family and just other personal things. And also like, it's totally okay to be like, I got a whole lot of nothing to do today. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> I should try that. Um, <laughs> me too. Yeah. I, I've been notoriously bad at it for a long time, but more recently I've been introducing it good. into my life. That's and good. you know, what's fucking funny. I'm getting more stuff done uh-huh. than I ever have. Yeah. People <laughs> and say I'm relaxing that. more. Yeah. Because I'm not spending less time stressing about unnecessary bullshit and I'm just working on what I want to when I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, when you're more rested, you're, the time you do put into your work, I think, is more productive and you're more creative about solving problems. And yeah, I don't, I'm not very good at that right now. <laughs> it's okay. You know, <laughs> Thank it, you. It's, every, tomorrow's an, another day to That's be a true. better person. Maybe I'll, I'll try to slack it up tomorrow. Yeah. Relax. I mean, it's a Monday, right? Mondays, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Where's your sound effect for that? Wah, wah. I don't really have one. <laughs> that's, that's not a good sound effect no. for that. Not quite. That sounded... Yeah. I like that one. Okay. Wait, try it again. Say, Mondays, am I right? Mondays, am I right? Yeah, that fits. That's good. Okay. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> yeah. You're ready now. I obviously need to update the soundboard. <laughs> if you have any... Uh, sounds that we should put in. Put them in the comments below. I know you won't. You fucking people are so <laughs> lazy when it comes to interacting with anything. Let's talk about social media while okay. we're at it. How is your experience being a band in 2019 using social media and not being 19-year-old influencers? Um, I, I mean, fa- Facebook is like totally useless. I, I just feel it's like useless except for band invites. Like that's where, you know, where the shows are happening. Like I just deleted my Facebook app for the month just because like, we're not doing anything. And like, I can have a month where I don't have to promote stuff. And I feel completely out of the loop because I don't know when anything's happening. And that's the only way really that I know when, when yeah. shows are, who's playing where, like, so I feel like that's the only real thing that Facebook is good for. Yeah, I mean the algorithms are so ridiculous. They they want you to pay for ads. So if you're registered as a business or a yeah. band or whatever, you know, the algorithm is working against you, I feel like, unless you're paying for ads. And sure. um I feel like Instagram also has been trending more towards, you know, it's the algorithm I think is changing right. and it's a it's little harder. By Facebook. Yeah, and we're not even on Twitter or Mm-mm. Tumblr anything or anything else. Um, but we have fun with the stories and like yeah. Jen does a really good job with making really cool images for like building Thank up you. to a show and things like that. So um, I feel like that's good because we have interesting content when we do post, but uh, we'll fall off. Like we'll, we'll be really good for a bit and then we'll just yeah. be like Nothing. It's fine. I, yeah. I, I keep – I'm very, very much trying to get bands to just stop posting useless shit. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I think a funny meme is fine. But like anytime I see a band page just posting memes just to post them, I'm like, this is so desperate. Like just it's okay for me to not hear from you for a week or two. If you don't have anything going on, it's okay. Because then when you do post something, it's good. Like, oh, they finally have something. And then like you don't want it to be a thing where it's like you don't post for a week or two. Then you finally post something. I'm excited about it. I see it, and it's just some fucking pet meme. Like Thanks that's cool, okay, but it has. Let's make a note and take it, down all the pet memes. It has, it has nothing to do with the band. But I mean, like, also, anybody's entitled to market their band and do whatever the fuck they want. Like, if anything, social media is your voice as a band, your personality, and if that is just genuinely pet memes and stuff like that like go for it don't fucking listen to me who am i it's just like i just want i would prefer to see bands posting less and when they are posting it's actual like content about the band something that's productive Hmm. just because it's just like i feel like i see your band doing it so i start doing that somebody else starts doing it and you're just clogging up the internet with like all of this yeah. Unnecessary content that like and because people are posting so much and so much nonsense, 
the that's why we end up having to pay for stuff on Facebook because it's like there's all this bandwidth that's being used because everybody wants to continuously share useless yeah. shit. So it's like, well, we better make people pay for this because they're just butchering our servers. Oh, and also capitalism. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I I definitely hear you like everybody's posting a lot and you feel this pressure to – have Keep a presence all the time. Yeah, it's hard it's, to grapple with. Yeah, and it's like but it's like you just have this pressure to have a presence in a sea of uselessness. Yeah. Like, like I, I mean, I'm not saying that memes are useless. I'm just talking about in terms of like your band's business page. Right. I, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm grumpy and being idealistic. I just <laughs> wish that, like, you know, I think I just think it would help personally. Well, it feels more relevant and more like personal when it is coming from like, yeah. a place of like, we're doing this. I just like, we posted an Instagram story earlier when we were writing, but like, like we if, haven't posted one in how many days? Right. <laughs> I think if you have something to post and like you, if you have genuine things about your band or your brand or your art or whatever it is that you do two or three times a day, fucking go for it. But if you're like pulling your hair out and just like to like recycle content that you didn't even make. Just yeah. sharing yeah. silly things from your creative source just to put something out there. Right. It's just sad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I definitely It's agree the death that. of art in some ways, even though meme is a whole nother form of art. <laughs> it's just I feel like it's it's the wrong thing. Well, there is this pressure. I mean, not only in your band life, but just in your life, there's this pressure to like market yourself and it's kind of Oh yeah. Sad. Everybody's a rock star. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. It's like Everybody, everybody's really stoked at, you know, Josh's yoga and what Karen had for lunch and this and that. And everything is important. Yeah. You know, everything. That's true. And it's, it's very, you know, when you go out and see people hanging out socially, it's just like scrolling on their phones. It's, it's sort of seeing what everybody dystopian. Yeah. It's like seeing what everybody else is up to instead of living in that moment. Just being in the moment you're in with your actual friend. Yeah. And then like a bunch of, and then they're all they're looking at is their friends bands sharing stuff that they didn't even make (laughs) just to stay relevant. So you know about them, but they're not promoting anything that they're doing. So you're just looking at a thing that they're not doing and you're not doing the thing that you should be doing in the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not smart enough to dissect all of that. I'm just saying bands should stop posting memes so much. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay. It's, it's a radical platform. Like you're one on meme there. a week. I give you one <laughs> meme a week. All right. What if you make your good. own meme if you with make your, your own image? That's fine. Okay. All right. Get on it. Now we know. People are going to be people. Post the memes once Only an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so Garter Shake 2020, what's on the horizon? Well, we're recording. We are. Yep. <clears throat> we're going to be recording in Youngstown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, not Youngstown. No? Mercer County? Oh, yeah. I keep thinking it's, it's Youngstown. It's, <clears throat> it's halfway between where our basis is and where we are. Cool. Yeah. Um, we're playing a bunch of shows in Ohio. Yeah, we're playing at Westside Bowl in January and then uh, the Buzzbin in Canton in nice. February. Um and we don't have anything else like solid yeah. for the rest of the, the year yet. But Our, Steve is his band is going to be doing a European tour in the spring, so we're sort of trying to figure out how we keep moving forward too. But mm-hmm. the recording will be big, and we're trying to decide if we want to do. We have a bunch of songs so that are completely done, so we're trying to decide if we want to do a full length or a couple of EPs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're doing that and then we'll do, you know, some kind of a release, but, um, yeah, we got to book some shows. Yeah. In terms of content that you have available mm-hmm. now, what do you have, if anything, and where can people find it? We are on all the streaming platforms and Bandcamp. um, and it's just Garter Shake Band, I think, everywhere. I think that's mm-hmm. our handle for everything. Um, but yeah, we have an EP that we released in 2018 called uh, Dirty Hair. It's five songs. Um, and then we did two songs, like, right when we started um, that's up on Bandcamp. That's not on the streaming uh, platforms. But that was just two songs. 
Two songs that we're ashamed to play now. Yeah, we don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> one's they were about, the very first two songs we put together. One's about Donald Trump and one's about street harassment. Yeah. But yeah. but we but then this I stand by the songs, but they just don't really they're well, not was, as good as our other songs. Well, and it was hard too, because I was playing synth on those songs. Yeah. And all the all the ones since then had guitar in them or they started with guitar. Those two were strictly before I played guitar. Yeah. So and it turns out they really didn't work without the synth. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a fun little like era though to think of the band. And it's fun to have yeah. those artifacts there so you could go totally. back and Mm-hmm. Listen to the stuff and mm-hmm. just have I, a little like a little nook, just that little like history. I also like to think about like what's the worst song we ever wrote. Um, we played this song called Sugar Pill. Sugar Pill. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like this allegory that I wrote about my birth control. Mm-hmm. But also like, you know, I don't know if you know about birth control, but there's a you take your birth control. And then when you're on your period, you take a sugar pill. But it looks just like the regular pills. So I wrote a song about that. (laughs) And it was the worst song we ever played. (laughs) And we played it like at a few shows. What was so bad about it? I'm curious. I I thought very clever lyrics, if I do say so myself. There were a lot of words. I have have a hard time remembering (laughs) lyrics, like a really hard time with it. So it took me forever to learn them. I don't even know if I ever actually learned all of them. (laughs) Probably what. And it was very talky. Like it was also very quick. And that's mm. also not something that I'm good at. It's like one of those things where, like, if it was if it was executed perfectly, it would work. But I don't, if it, no. something was off, it was off. Or the whole song was just a mess. Or stop and start. Yeah, and it was just difficult. And then we have this ambitious. Other- it was ambitious. Yeah. Sure. Yep. And that's we, what we're we have going a with. habit of like because we we have you know diff- very different styles. Like, we, our songs are very. Um, they change a lot. So there'll be like one kind of feel and then it gets a really different feel. And that's, I think, because like I'm the verse person and she's the chorus person. And I think that makes us interesting. But every now and then we'll do a song where it just sounds like three separate songs mashed up together. Okay. So we have one like that that it's called Castaway. And we've been rewriting it for six months yeah, or a year. Cause I think we had started working we, on it when Kat joined the band and we stopped playing it and we played it at the arts fest. We played it out a few times and but like, it's been like six months since we played it out. And like the people who will like actually tell us the truth, like would say like, mm, mm. you need to work on that. Yeah, song. that one. <laughs> so we like, we rewrote the chorus and then I rewrote the verse and then we put it all together and now I have to just, no, I just have to fix the words in the verse now. And like, but it's like a whole different song from what it started as. Like we blew it up. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. That one's Um, been tough. But you know, like when you're first starting a band and you're just desperate, you know, you want to play a show and you're just desperate to have enough material to like. Play a set. (laughs) So we just played whatever we could and we played some garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, we did, you know. but we but we they dropped off. So now we have like our core songs that we can like pull one out here and there if we need to. But um, I feel like all the other ones have been good, but the first few have dropped off. My other my first band that I was in with my husband, <clears throat> the Park Plan. Um, one day, my husband my husband and I were at the Red, White, and Blue Thrift Store on Fifty One, which is my favorite place, and he hates it, <laughs> and. Um, so we were, you know, it's always crowded. You can't find a place to park. And then when you finally are in, you always have to wait in line and they don't take credit cards. It's just, and it's anyway. So we got home and he picked up the guitar and started making up this joke song about the red, white, and blue thrift store, which we were at the time so desperate for songs for the band that we turned into a song and played it out. And to this day, like if I bring it up, Adam is like, don't talk about that. <laughs> it was such a, he was so embarrassed. Oh, so I'm sure he's going to appreciate that it got brought up here, huh? Yeah. yeah. Cool. I, wish, I wish I had an audio recording of it. It was a really clever song. I feel that like that's the, the thing that's, I guess it's like kind of bittersweet about being in a band and involving and growing. Is it like you never really know if a song's bad until you play it out like totally a few mm-hmm. times and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And like, and, but there's also times where it's the opposite where like you're so convinced that something is good and then you play it out and it just, it's 
just does not stick. Uh-huh. Yep. People totally. were like, people just look at you like, what did I just The worst see? thing that ever happened to me on that line of thinking, we were playing a show at the Moose. This was not garbage. Like, this is another. Movie. Yeah. We were playing this song that has this like really sudden like stop and it gets, you know, there's just quiet. So you know how when you're like at a sh- watching a show and you're talking to your friend and you're talking loud because the music is loud. So this person was talking to their friend and we stopped. We came to the stop in the song and you could just hear the person say like, this song sucks. <laughs> and you could like, they didn't know that there was going to be quiet. We were all going to be able to hear them. <laughs> they got busted. <laughs> Talking some shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just give him the beat down. No, I just smiled and kept playing and, you know, what well, do you do? It's a very professional move. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. So with the EP, you're recording it now. Which we, uh, we're recording it in like a oh, month. Oh, you're recording it soon. So February. Obviously yeah. no release date or anything like that. No. Mm-hmm. And there's no immediately huge events happening no. in the Pittsburgh area or no, anything. So just, right now is a good time just to kind of maybe catch up with y'all on the internet. Yeah. Check yeah. out the stuff that does exist. Yes. Definitely. Look for some Pittsburgh shows. And look for some memes. 2020 <laughs> daily, two to three times a day. Subscribe memes. to Garter Shake for all your daily memes. <laughs> good job, Jen. Thank you. Yeah. And oh. hey, I don't know if there's anything else we want to talk about or anything I mean, else you want to plug. I want to talk more about memes. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. Um, okay. I don't I've never even we... seen you post a meme. Really? I don't think so. I'm not a meme person. You're not a meme person? Uh... I don't think we have anything to plug except like go check out the stuff we already have. Yeah. And... Just come say hey on the interwebs. Yeah. That's it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. <laughs> them up. And... And that's all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. (laughs) One more time, Jen, Becky, Garter Shake. Make some noise again. Oh, I love the (laughs) bit. I'll be back again next week or maybe a couple days. I don't know if this is going up on a Tuesday or a Thursday or what, but I'll be back. I'm not going anywhere. I have way too much more shit to do. Uh, So, yeah, I'll be here. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. I want to say 2019, but there's a good chance it could be 2020 when this goes up. I have no idea. It's the end of the year, so who knows? But uh, regardless, that's it. Whoop, whoop. Thanks Thanks for listening. (laughs) And we could just fade this out. And that is all. We did it. Yay. Cool. Stop that.